Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by the great Greg Biggins, national recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. Greg, we're going to give you a lot of pats on the back during this show today. Don't need it. No, it's oh, all you good. I've missed as much as I've gotten right, so uh, I'll take the wins where I can get them, though. All right. Well, we are going to talk about your wins right here. Um, Noah Fafita has absolutely taken this city by storm. He's taken the West Coast by storm. Um, a lot of people didn't know what to really expect. You got a five eight quarterback out there, but Greg, just tell us everybody, tell everybody out there what you've watched over the years, and I can tell that you're not totally surprised by what's going on. Yeah. No, I think. Well, first off, you call him a, a five eight quarterback. Is he like five eleven in the in the media guide? So you just yeah. took away three inches. Definitely not five eleven. I, <laughs> I love Noah, you know, um, love his mom and dad, love the whole family. And I, I, when I first saw him, well, I obviously saw him as an eighth grader. I don't ever scout eighth graders, but he played uh, for the OC Buckeyes, one of the elite pop order teams. His dad less is kind of runs that whole organization. And so he came into Servite and him and T-Mac were already kind of being talked about as being kind of not just good, but, but special and watched them at a couple of seven on seven tournaments. Um, and, Everyone who who watched them just kind of said, you know, these guys are different. Uh, obviously, with Noah, there was always the size concern. You know, T-Mac was, you know, he always was what he was, right? A freaky 6'3 athlete who can, you know, jump and, and uh, you know, both sides, two-way town. I'm sure we'll talk about T-Mac in a little bit. But Noah, you know, he, I'll give him 5'9", right? Let's give him 5'10 in cleats, right? Let's just let's okay. do that. But okay. size was was never an issue at the high school level. I never thought it would it would be an issue at the college level. Now you're talking, you know, at the NFL draft, which, you know, that's how our rankings are done, which is an NFL draft projection. That's where, you know, Noah uh, wasn't going to be rated as high as other kids, but as a high school quarterback, I always said this: I'm a, I'm a Game of Thrones guy, and if I had to have a guy, you know, fight to the death for me, if I had to have a quarterback, I wanted to say, okay, my death is on the line. I want Noah Fafita in this game if my life depended on, because man, he, he does everything right. Um, he's smart football IQ off the charts. Again, credit his pops credit playing for the Buckeyes at a young age. Uh, it just, he's never been flustered or nervous. The game has never been too big. And you saw him as a freshman playing in the Trinity league, but you should make it, make a case. Uh, that's the toughest league in the country. Yeah. Um, as a freshman, he came in there and already was making plays and then his sophomore, junior, senior year, you know, he was one of the nation's elite quarterbacks and, you know, again, you, now, did I expect him to come in and, and do so well uh, this early? Um, maybe not, but I'm not surprised by it either because, again, the game is not going to be too big for him. And all the things that you want to see uh, in a college quarterback in terms of <clears throat> decision-making, being smart with the ball, um, being accurate with the ball, uh, having better arm talent than giving credit for because of his size, the guy can rip the football. So he's always had that going for him. Uh, again, the process in the game is always the biggest Thing that a young quarterback needs to do to be able to play early in college and he's able to process the game like a a fourth year junior as opposed to a you know a true sophomore so I'm so happy for him 
I think you hit the nail on the head about his arm strength. I think a lot of people see the diminutive size and you say, well, oh, well, you know, he probably can't throw. He can make every throw that is needed. And what really intrigues me, too, is the different angles he can make these throws from. And I think that's probably a big kudos to Les right there with working on him on that. But he can get outside of the pocket and he made a throw against Washington State on a sidearm throw down the sideline where he split the safety in the cornerback. And there's not a lot of QBs on the West Coast or in the country that can make that. And Greg, I mean, he's he's got a really special arm talent. Forget about, uh, you know, the size or anything. Really, really strong lower body. Right. And, right. and I think that's what, you know, with the with the elite, you know, arm talent, you, you watch an Aaron Rodgers, a Pat Mahomes, you know, they don't need, you know, they don't need a you call it a reset or a hitch. They can off their back foot, just sidearm flick at 40 yards. Um, Noah's not able to, to really do that, but when he ste- he steps into his throw, right? Consider it like, um, you know, it's baseball, like a, a center fielder with a, with a crow hop, right? Um, Noah, you know, he'll hitch it um, or he'll, you know, reset, take that, take that step. When he steps into his throws, he, his arm is strong as anyone's. So he may not be able to back foot at 50 like a Mahomes, but when he steps into the pocket, then you see the arm and it, it's really live for sure. What's wild, too, is how everybody eats now. And again, Jane Delora did some really good stuff here at the U of A, so not a diss at JDL at all. But everybody now gets into the mix with uh, uh, Noah Fafita. It's not just a T-Mac or to Jacob Cowing. Kevin Green now is getting some action. A.J. Jones is getting some catches. Uh, Malachi Riley as well. Basically, if you're open, Noah's going to find you. And again, I don't have a dog in the fight. But I personally, I know that's kind of been, you know, who plays this week, who should have played, who starts. Man, I just just ride Noah, right? right. I, I mean, what do you? Uh, you're not gonna, you know, be a be a playoff team. So you want to win games now, but you also want to develop. And I think Noah's good enough where man, you can win big with him if you give him the last eight games. I'm not even good at math. I don't know how many games are left. Six games, seven, whatever. Uh, just ride it out with him, and I think it's gonna pay off next year, and then the year after that. And again, not a knock on Jane at all. Um, I think he's really talented as well. But, you know, if he's at 100 percent, I think right now the, the team, obviously, and I've, I've watched every game just because, I, you know, I, I want to see Jacob Mono and, and Riley and all those guys, you know, AJ. Those are so, so Cal kids that I've kind of grown close to, um, you know, especially Noah and T-Mac. So um, I've been watching them and uh, Noah helps you win games. It's not just about building for the future. I mean, he, he's the guy who can win right now. And, um, you know, the USC game, shoot, that was his game to win. Uh, would have been one of the biggest wins in Arizona history. Then he goes out and blows out a good Washington State team. So, man, I'm saying ride with Noah. Like you said, man, he's doing a nice job spreading the ball around, getting guys. Uh, he's able to throw guys open. He's so smart. He's Again, he's not making a lot of freshman mistakes. He's not a freshman anymore, but he's not making the, the big mistakes. He's making big plays. And like I said, they're, they're, being, they're winning a lot of games. They're being very effective. And, uh, man, it's fun to watch him. All right. Now, Jacob Manu, that's another pat on the back for you. We had you on before Jacob Manu's freshman year, and you said, listen, you know, he's not a physical freak per se, but he has the ability to see what a play is developing. His his IQ is off the charts as well. He was a freshman All-American this past year. Looks like he's going to probably be a multi-year all-conference performer. Talk a little bit about Jacob Manu right there, Greg. Yeah, just tough, right? And that's the one skill set that I, that I think translates over everything. I've seen small guys make it. I've seen slow guys make it. I've never seen a soft kid make it. You right. got to be tough and and physical and violent at that linebacker position. And just watch them at the high school level. Again, if you're playing inside linebacker, I think the biggest thing for you is your football instincts and your IQ. Get really well coached over there at Survey. He came into Arizona. And again, I think that's kind of where playing, you know, high level Trinity League football has helped him. 
I think it helps your adjustment because you've already played against elite D1 players for the last couple of years. But just he's, he's very instinctive. Um, he, you know, he, he runs well, loves to hit. He's got that edge, got that little bit of a nastiness to him. To, to him. But the biggest thing for him is just he's, he's so, so smart. He's so tough. He's so physical. He does not miss. Uh, like you mentioned, man, just like it seems to be like a one or step uh, ahead of everybody else. That's what an inside linebacker is supposed to be. Just read, react. Right now. All right. T-Mac. Um, T-Mac's already the best wide receiver that's ever come to the U of A. You were obviously very high on him as well. Has anything he's done surprised you at all? No, no, not at all. Um, and, and I've said this before and I, I, I probably sound dumb. I, you know, I think honestly, if you would have put him at safety, he, he would have been just as effective. Right. Um, just his ability again at multi-sport athleticism is something that we're big on. And I think you watch him play. He literally looks like a volleyball player, man. The way he goes up and his, it's not just his, his vertical leap is so good. But his timing on jump balls is unbelievable, right? He does not miss uh, ability to go up with one hand. That's he, he was a little top 100 volleyball prospect, and his timing uh, is unreal. He's got strong hands. Again, the knock on knock on T Mac was, you know, he caught so many contested catches in high school. It's kind of like, well, can you do that in college number one and number two? Why are all your catches contested? You know, give me right. some separation, T-Mac, right? Like at the elite high school receiver, you see some of the, some of the guys, they're open by three yards. Uh, so it was, you know, did he have the, the, the requested uh, top end speed? Did he have that the initial burst to get himself open? He looks way more explosive now than he did back in high school. Obviously, credit the strength and conditioning program at, at U of A. But, you know, you're seeing him get some separation. You're seeing him get deep. Uh, but the special qualities that he has are always going to, for me, going to be probably the best jump ball contested 50-50 ball catcher that I, I've ever seen. Right. All right. Now, we got to talk about this 2022 recruiting class. It was obviously highly rated, but in hindsight, it might have even been underrated. So you got mm -hmm. Noah Fafita, Jacob Manu, T-Mac, Jonah Coleman, Ephesians Prysock, uh, Jonas Sabinea, um, Takario Davis, Speedy Luke, Wendell Moe, Kevin Green, AJ Jones, Tai Tai Uyagalele, Jacob Kagaika, Isaiah Ward. This is something that we're not used to seeing around here, Greg. Hey, man. Everybody, all those guys are playing, right? Yes. Off their whole recruiting class. No, I mean, Savane is, is a one that we'll take a huge L on. You know, we'll blame it on COVID. Just didn't get to see him. But we all said, you know, if he goes to the Polynesian Bowl and kills it there, the guy should be a four-star. We saw him, liked him. And still didn't make the jump. So, I mean, he, he is an NFL guy for sure. We missed on that one for sure, which, again, I don't know why uh, we saw it with Jonah. Uh, Coleman, man, he, he's a beast. He's running hard. Speedy Luke was always that, you know, that change of pace, all-purpose guy with speed to burn. can score from anywhere. I'd say the biggest surprise for me, and it sounds kind of odd because we had him as a four-star, was, was Prysock. Right. You know, I, I saw him a lot as a, as a senior. And, you know, he had the great length. You know, we love to see length in corners. He was 6'2". Um, but just didn't always look as hungry or as competitive. And I think a lot of it was just because his personality is very soft-spoken, very introverted, right? He's kind of like right. the opposite, whereas you see a Jacob Mono, who's just got huge personality, plays so dang hard, fiery guy. Prysock, it kind of, you couldn't really tell. Did, did he love football? Did he love the right. game? Um, he looks like, and I talked to, you know, one of the top corners in the 2025 class yesterday, uh, Dejon Lee from Mission Viejo, who just visited uh, Washington, but his top two are Washington and Arizona. And he said a big part of the reason why he likes Arizona is because he's seen their development at DB and it mentioned specifically Prysock and how good he is now and, and just kind of where his game is trending. So um, hats off to Ephesians. Great name. Um, Great name. I love the name, but I love the game right now as well. By the way, we have the best biblical team going right now. We have Ephesians Prysock, Genesis Smith, 
Noah Fafita, Jonah, multiple Jonas right now. We take a backseat to nobody when it comes to the Bible there. right? Maybe that's why the, the arrow's trending, trending in that direction right now, right? <laughs> For sure. Now, let's talk a little bit about Takario Davis. He's another well, one. Um, really long kid. I'll be honest. Uh, watching him in spring last year, I thought, okay, you're going to have to move him to safety. Probably going to be some, uh, you know, I, I didn't really see the proverbial flip of the hips. But man, he's come back and he, the last two, three, four weeks has been lights out outside of the SC game. He's a long-term guy that now you start wondering how far can he really take this one? Yeah, no, another kid, you know, played at Millican, Romeo Pelham. Uh, his coach is, is a friend of mine. I, I remember like it was yesterday having the conversation. Hey, just a heads up, Cardo's going to commit to Arizona this weekend. You know, he committed on, on his trip or shortly after that. And and we're both saying like, dude, that's a great spot. Like, because he didn't have a whole lot of action outside of that. We're like, dude, jump on that offer. That might be the biggest one he gets. He was always good. You know, again, he had the body. Um, talked about the length already with Prysock. But just the, the, I don't know how, how you describe it. Just, you don't see a lot of guys, and I'm not calling him stiff, but a lot of guys that you might label uh, kind of in that, you know, that are, we're just going to say it. Okay. Some yeah. guys just look, if they look a little, little stiff in high school, right. it's hard to get guys flexible. It's almost like just the way your, your, your body is, right? It's hip flexors and whatnot. But again, credit UA and their, uh, and their strength conditioning because he's a lot more fluid athletically now than he was. In high school, a lot of times as you get bigger, um, you don't always get more fluid, right? A lot of times right. you get bigger, you kind of, if you're stiff, you get even a little bit more stiff. So maybe he's doing some yoga. I don't know, but he looks good. I, I think he definitely looks like an NFL prospect right now. So get another guy I'm really happy for and was a great kid. These are all high character kids. And let's not, let's not overlook that, right? No, right. Fita. we all know what a great guy he is. I saw T-Mac being interviewed by Yogi Roth a couple of days ago. When I first talked to T-Mac, he had his head down. He couldn't speak. He was so shy and so quiet. Now he's doing laughing, doing interviews. Uh, it's kind of cool to see his personality. But Jacob Manu and all those guys, man, just really good, solid kids, speedy looks, salt of the earth, all those guys. So it's easy to root for those kind of kids. It seems to me, too, that this staff has a next-level recruiting eval ability to it because some of the players, too, are under-the-radar guys. Tai Tai Uyagalele, Jacob Kangaika came in here originally as a preferred walk-on, and he balled out against Washington State. And I remember what uh, uh, Jed Fish said. He said, listen um, – if we're going to miss on kids, we're going to miss on kids that are big or that they're fast or prefer, uh, preferably both. And a lot of these guys, Wendell Moe's another one. Yeah. These are these are guys who are just, they're big, and Arizona's been able to develop them. And you got to trust your coaches. you got to trust your eye. Um, they took a cornerback yesterday, Kamari mm -hmm. uh, Shemwell uh, from Long Beach Poly, same school Wendell Moe's from. And um, I didn't even realize it until I looked. I'm wearing a Poly shirt. I saw it right there, yeah. Some schools, uh, you know, hating on me for, for doing this. I'm not trying to promote anybody. But, uh, no, Shemmel, he'll, he's a stock-up guy for sure. Uh, Raheem Wright, again, not sure where he's rated. Both those guys stock up for sure. But, no, I, I think that the key with Arizona is two things that you said kind of jumped out for me. Number one is you want to bet on physical tools and upside, right? right. And, and so that would almost counter – you know, a guy like, um, you know, like, well, Jacob Manu wasn't big or wasn't, you know, dynamically fast athletic, but he's a great football player. Right. But if you have two guys that are equal and, you know, one guy, maybe a little more productive in high school, other guy, bigger, stronger, faster, go with the upside, go with right. the tools. Right. So that's what I think they did with some of those guys from modern day and Wendell. And then also, and trust your ability to develop because you're not going to really out recruit Alabama. T-Mac could have played for Bama, but 
you're not going to able to get that same kid. So what do you do? You go for the next best guy. You go for the guy that we think we see him. He fits our system and we get him in our, you know, Oakland A's like for years, right? right? And we'll develop Money ball. and he'll be just as good as that next guy. That was kind of what, you know, Chip Kelly uh, hasn't really worked out from the moment he first got there. People will scratch their heads going, why is UCLA recruiting such, such, such different kids? They're not going after the high level guys. Well, they felt, Hey, we'll get the three star and we'll develop him into a five. Like I said, it hasn't worked, but if you develop really, really well, like Arizona's doing, um, you know, I think it helps out. You don't have to deal with some of the, you know, some of the nonsense, some of the NIL issues probably. And and right. you get better kids that want to be there, that want to be coached, aren't going to take off at the, you know, the, the slightest sign. So um, I think what Jed's doing is a good thing. And and the way that he's stockpiling depth is interesting too, especially on the offensive line. You look at a player like a, an Elijah Payne or a Tylan Gonzalez. These guys also kind of fit that bill. A Raymond Polito who was starting before uh, obviously had some injuries. There's some guys, you know, that uh, some big dudes that probably are about a year away from being significant contributors as well. I, I think you want to take five every year. And I, I, right. you see, I see some schools, they'll take maybe two or three. And if you want to save, you know, maybe two spots for portal, like I get it. But I, I think every recruiting class, you, you take five and people say, well, shoot, the, those numbers, how heck you can't have that many. Trust me, those, those guys always wash out. And right. no one has, there's never a school that said, you know what, we have too many good offensive linemen. You've never heard <laughs> anyone ever say that. And it's weird. Like, I don't care if it's Bama or Ohio State or Georgia, like the bust rate for a high level O-line is higher than any other position. And you can, we can talk forever about why, um, but my point being not to belabor it, but you know, I think you can never have too many good guys. And, you know, again, I bet on athleticism. You know, everybody's big, but go get me guys that can move. Maybe they're 250, but you can add some good weight if, if they can move. There's a stat where one year, or two, I think there's like three years in a row where in the first round, there are more tight ends who played tight end in high school who converted to O-line and were drafted than 300-pound guys in high school who were drafted. Um, it's an athletic position. You need guys that can move around. And uh, so, yeah, I, I bring depth on both sides, not just O-line, but give me some big D tackles. Bring in three or four of those guys every single year as well if you can. What do you think about Kevin Green? He's a player that whenever he gets on the field, as whether it's been in a scrimmage or whether it's been in-game, especially with Noah Fafita, seems to get open. Yeah, no, dog, complete. Like, he's a tough man. He, he Talk about a guy who loves football. You know, Mikhail Wright's his brother, played at Oregon. Right. Kid, I know I, I loved, and you know I think Kevin could have been a two-way guy. I think you you put him on the field at corner or at safety. He plays so hard that I think I went to two of his games, and he knocked himself out both of them because he's playing safety and he's flying downhill like he's Ronnie Lot, but right. he's only like 165, 70 pounds, but he's playing like he's 220. So um, no matter where you put him, you know he's going to make plays. Uh, I think he's got some dynamic ability with the ball in his hand. Uh, he's always been that guy who can stretch the field. He's always been very dependable. He's always been pretty pure with the hands as well as terms of being a natural pass catcher. So, man, receiver, corner, nickel, uh, you can move him around, do a lot of different things, return punts and kicks. I've always been a big fan of his game. Now, Jonah Coleman was somebody, when he came in, I didn't know exactly what to expect. He's obviously very well put together, obviously, but I didn't know. Is he going to be more of a change of pace, just kind of a thumper, or is he going to be able to be an every down back? And right now, love Michael Wiley, DJ Williams. This is the dude, and this is the dude going forward right here, Greg. I mean, he is killing it every single game. What have you seen from Jonah as opposed to what you saw in high school? Yeah, no, he always been big. You know, the question was burst. You know, right. he's going to go to college, going to probably put on some more weight those holes close, close quickly, right? You got to be able to, you can be big and powerful. And if you get through the line of scrimmage, that's great. But can you get through the line of scrimmage? And so I think what I've been surprised by is better initial quickness. We call it short area burst, right? Better short area burst, get through the holes than I, than I expected. And then once it gets downhill, 
who wants to deal with that kid, right? He's right. a, he's a 220 pound banger uh, that just wears you down. So the, the bump up in athleticism has been a pleasant surprise. Always had it just natural running back instinct, I'm not trying to put down running back coaches, but I've always felt that that's the one position um, where the great running backs, it's more instinct. You can't teach or coach a running back. Okay. The guy come from your blind that you can't see. You have to feel that you can't coach a guy to feel pressure where it's coming from. You just have to have an innate ability to fill a hole and to see it and hit it hard. That either come that, that's again, that's God given or it's not. And I think Jonah has it. And all the really good running backs have that. What is Arizona getting in Jordan Washington next year? Speed. Um, you know, I'm not sure what he's going to run this year. I think he ran 10 4 last year. Um, Looking at a guy that will be the fastest player on, on the field in almost every single game. He's been nicked up almost the whole year, unfortunately, because he had a big junior season. Right. And then this year, I, I, I couldn't wait to see him. I uh, went out to see him a couple of times, and both times he was out. Got a little bit of a hamstring injury. He's kind of coming back right now, but a legitimate home run hitter. I, I would say similar to, to Speedy Luke, maybe a little bigger than Speedy. Um, you know, Speedy, you know, I think maybe been a little more physical player despite not being as big. Um, but speed, 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 punt return, kick return. And, and like I said, start him off maybe more of a third down all-purpose guy, but, you know, a, a true game breaker for sure. All right. You see all the uh, the coaching staffs in the conference and whatnot. And where would you put Arizona as far as just, you know, ranking them as far as evaluation, work ethic, all of that stuff? Yeah, no, up there, right? Again, I don't want to get calls from other staff by saying, oh, Arizona's number one when it comes, you know, I'm not going to do that. But they're, they're very good. You know, I, I see them. And it's not just their staff. You know, they got a really good support staff, too. Got to shout out my, my boy Mondo Hawkins, who I covered mm -hmm. when he was playing in high school. It's kind of cool to see those guys that I cover. They're now on college staffs. But, uh, no, they, they work hard. You know, I think you, you look at the development, um, but you, you got to see them to, to really be able to know, you know, evaluate them properly. And you, you see these guys. You see them out all the time. Uh, it's a good staff. It's a friendly staff. You know, getting known Johnny Nansen forever. Like Jay Rich a lot. Um, I don't want to start naming names. I'm going to, I'm going to get some coaches. Obviously, Jed Fish, uh, I think, is a great guy as well. So, no, good staff that works hard and, uh, you know, really believes in what they're doing. All right, Arizona going off to the Big 12. What do you think about that? Um, um, and it's Because this is kind of a loaded team going into next year, to be honest. There's not a lot of seniors on this roster. I mean, I can imagine Arizona being really, really good next year. It should be really good. And I'll be honest, I'm disappointed. Um, you know, I, I'm a Pac-12, Pac-10 homer going way, way back. It's going to be weird watching – you know, Arizona play over here and Oregon over there. And, right. you know, no, I just, it was fun for me, right? Not just in football, but I, I'm all the Olympic sports, even I was a fan of the Pac 10, Pac 12. So, but, you know, Big 12, um, I, I think it's wide open. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of Utah. You know, everything we said about Arizona in terms of development and coaching, that Utah has taken that and, and ran with it. They don't get the elite guys all the time, but great job of evaluating development, talking about the Utes. Um, so I'm curious to see how how they do in the Big 12. But no, I think Arizona's got a great chance. You look recruiting wise, they should be able to be able to recruit. Obviously, got some Texas schools in the Big 12, a lot of talent in Texas. But I think Arizona, um, they got a chance to be really good. Right. He is the great Greg Biggins from 24-7. Greg, um, national recruiting analyst, been doing this forever. You're the man, as always. Really appreciate your time, dude. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, he's Greg Biggins right there, 24-7 lead national recruiting analyst. All right, let's get a couple reads in here and then digest some of what uh, Greg had to say. But first, all right, a couple things. BetMGM, I'm telling all of you, you need to bet on BetMGM because Arizona take the over. I think Arizona could win the Big 12 next year right there. Check it out. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through BetMGM sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. You will receive... 
10 or well, I almost said uh, you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. Let's hear from the great Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, there it is. Uh, uh, BetMGM, take the over, though, for the Pac-12, or take the over of Arizona whenever we tell you to. And one more thing before we get to uh, what Greg said, Circle K, the Inner Circle, joins uh, Inner Circle today for free by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. All right, what was fascinating to me and what I really took away from what Greg said, and again, Greg has been uh, doing this for a long, long time. And uh, he's the best in the business, in my opinion. Um, he w- kept talking about how some of these players got a new level of burst, a new level of explosion that he didn't necessarily think that they, you know, that they might be able to get. Jonah Coleman, for example, and I'll be honest, I was the same way. When I saw Jonah Coleman last year, I figured that he was going to be somewhat of a thumper. I thought, and there's nothing wrong with that, but um, I thought that he was going to be the dude who was. Uh, essentially able to, you know, get a couple yards here and there and maybe be a spot starter. I just didn't know that he had that quick level initial burst that uh, uh, Greg talked about when he gets out to the, uh, when he gets out to the, uh, uh, the outside, not only can he run past somebody, he can run by them. And I think that's, what's unique about Jonah Coleman. You don't generally see guys who are five foot eight, 225 pounds who are do who are able to do that exact thing. And it's only getting better. And the thing about Coleman, when you watch him, he also has kind of that bell cow mentality that the more you feed him, the more that he is going to continue to play, the more that he's going to continue to get that burst. Just a really good player. And then he brought up Ephesians, Prysock, and Takario Davis as well. Listen. Whenever you have uh, two, whenever you have two corners who are six foot two, six foot three, 205, 210 pounds, a lot of times you're just going to have to worry, are they quick enough? Are they going to be able to have that burst to stay with smaller wide receivers? And Ephesians Prysock obviously has that in spades. You can just tell by watching him in practice. Takario Davis is the one that I didn't see coming. I thought Takario Davis at six foot three was probably a little too was probably just a little too big for the spot, and I didn't necessarily see that uh, that one emerging. But now he's a corner. He's not a safety. He's a corner, and he's going to continue to do that. And Arizona at that cornerback spot is pretty much the uh, is pretty much the. Uh, um, I would like to see a better group of young cornerbacks in the conference. And again, that feels weird to say twin turbo infinity. I did not ask Greg about Del Taco. Maybe next time I will, but you know what I should have asked him about was illegal Pete's illegal Pete's very good food. I might go to illegal Pete's later today, actually, because I live in the area. All right. So here's the deal with illegal Pete's check out. Uh, actually, hold on. Where is my read at right here? E-F-G-H-I. All right. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot this summer. Stop by for happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. And, and, FOCO. All right. Now, 
We're going to get to uh, we're going to get to the Pac-12 schedule and what Arizona is going to be able to do. But first, Foco. Foco always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting Foco.com and use code PHNX for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for ten percent off, my friends. Ten percent off right there. All right, looking around the conference. And again, maybe this is just me being a homer, but I would like to see a team. And again, SC, I get all of that, but I don't know that there's a team in the big 12 going forward that has better young talent than Arizona. Um, listen, Utah's always going to be a really good de facto pick to win because Utah's really good. Kyle Whittingham is the man, obviously, but the uh, Arizona, Arizona's coming at you. Just think about this for a second. Arizona's coming at you with a quarterback you're going to have for three years that we have a pretty good idea is good. An underclass or an undergrad running back who probably is an NFL dude, a, a T-Mac who's going to be off to the NFL after a year. He and Burnett, who we haven't even talked about, probably going to be your tight end. You have an offensive line across the board from Jonah, big Jonah Savinay. Uh, Savinay is coming back. Wendell Moe, you get Polito back. Josh Baker for another year. And then you flip over to the, uh, the other side of the football and you've got a defensive line where you got Deuce Davis, Ta- or, uh, Deuce Davis, Isaiah Ward, Uyagalele, Manoa, K- uh, Kangaika. I can just keep going. Linebacker, Manu, obviously, Justin Flo. And then we talked about the secondary. This is an absolutely loaded team going forward. And it's something that almost kind of crept up overnight when you think about it. I mean, I didn't necessarily think that um, this would happen as quickly as it did. But listen, Arizona is in a very good position to finish the year with seven wins. And if you, I think if you told anybody that you would be able to get one then five, then seven wins, they would look at that as a huge, huge improvement, especially dealing with expectations right there, because I don't think that anybody expected that. I know that I didn't expect that. And honestly, I don't think that really anybody else knows, uh, has uh, any idea about that as well. Um, I think Arizona can win the Big 12 next year. I really do. And uh, Bcat right here says, every week the Arizona football team is looking strong, uh, stronger and stronger. Dude, that's that's the best way to put it. And uh, as opposed to Colorado, which is looking weaker and weaker. Now, listen, I'm wrong on a lot of things. I never really bought into the whole Colorado thing. I do think Dion's done a really good job there, changing the culture, getting some wins. But I also think that Colorado has a very... Colorado's not very good, to be honest with you. And I think that Arizona is going to be able to beat Colorado. And if you want to watch the game and look cool in the process, why don't you wear some pins and aces as well? Check out pinsandaces.com and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com, the official golf apparel, apparel of PHNX and All City. Now, let's talk a little bit about the 2023 class. Um, it wasn't nearly as highly rated. But there's going to be a lot of keepers in this class as well. I think the first ones you look at are some of the players we talked about. Um, Elijah Payne, Tylen Gonzalez. I mean, heck, you could even go with Rhino in there as well. Those are three offensive linemen that um, I think Arizona has a good chance of hitting on at least two of those. And not only do I think they have a good chance of hitting on two of those, I think they probably will hit on two of those. Then you look, I think Malachi Riley is going to be very good. I like Jackson Holman as well. Um... Obviously, Brandon Johnson hasn't even hit the field this year. There's a lot of different players right there to like. Genesis Smith, same thing. And I think you're going to see a lot more of that in the 2024 class as well. Um, Or excuse me, the 23 class. I'm getting all my dates mixed up right here. Genesis Smith, another dude 
who um, I think by the time it's done is going to be an all-conference type performer. Jed Fish just really, Jed Fish just really did it. And not only did he do it, it's only going to get better from here, everybody. So I think that's the part that I think is very exciting if you're an Arizona fan. And uh, and I don't know, and I put this out on Twitter the other day, have we ever seen a time when Arizona football and Arizona basketball have been on a better plateau or a better precipice than they are right now with Jed Fish and with Tommy Lloyd? I could be totally wrong about that. I don't know that I am, though. Maybe I am, but I don't think so. Also, it's a great time to become a PHNX diehard right now. You can sign up for PHNX diehards. Um, you can be, uh, go to gophnx.com. You can become a diehard. You can go to uh, events, cool watch parties, get uh, merch, Discord chats, all kinds of writing, all kinds of cool stuff. Become a PHNX diehard today. All right. Little bit of a shorter show. We're going to make up for it with you tomorrow. We're going to talk a bunch of Arizona football and Arizona basketball. And remember, everybody, lock this into your calendar. Friday, we're going to have a post game show for Arizona basketball. The game is not on TV, but it's streamed through the U of A. So make sure to watch that. And then we'll be hopping on with you here about nine o'clock, something like that. Something like that. But for the great uh, Greg Biggins, really appreciate his time. Everybody on there uh, with uh, your comments, you all are absolutely fantastic. Eric behind the scenes, making me sound much cooler than I ever should. Appreciate all of you. We will be back with you tomorrow, 1030 sharp. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We all feeling like the mayor. 